Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. So I just got done chatting with Alyssa Aparicio, and um, it was an absolute pleasure. We have been spending time together uh, via social media. That's actually how we met, is um, just connecting on Instagram and um, and chatting and sort of collaborating. And I also was um, on her podcast, Pussy Empowered Podcast. So um, that was like our first step into um, really like, speaking with each other after following each other for a bit. And then um, I guess like about a month ago, I was in Los Angeles and I was hosting um, the Dance Freaks show and Alyssa was there performing. And it was the first time we saw each other in person, but it was so interesting because when I saw her, it wasn't like, oh, I'm meeting you for the first time. It was like, oh, I'm seeing an old friend. Like that's that's how it felt because, you know, there's just some people in the world that you just kind of, feel like you know them somehow not like you know them but like that you you just feel like a like a, just a vibe you know and so um that's how I felt when I laid eyes on her physical being in person for the first time it was like oh there's there's that friend that I've known for a while um and so uh yeah I really enjoy our conversations and I really enjoyed this conversation specifically and I think one of my favorite things about this conversation was that some of the things that Alyssa brought up were things that I was like oh my gosh I have never even imagined thinking that thing and now I I want to be obsessed with thinking the new things um so and I don't want to give too much away but um there's definitely there were some aha moments in here for me um and Alyssa has just such a calming presence and um and one of the things i will give away that i'm excited for you to hear more about is shining the sun on your pussy yes shining the sun on your pussy and or butthole so we definitely will be talking about that in this episode so if you are curious then stick around listen to the whole episode and uh let us know if you would also like to shine the sun on your pussy and or butthole. All right, here you go, guys. Talking with Alyssa. Hi, everyone. AMD here, your host of today's Yes, a Stripper podcast episode. I have a most excellent guest, well worth the wait, and can't wait to tell you more about them. But for now, really quickly, you know how we got to do. We need to ask for just some money, just a lot or just a little, I mean, not a lot. Um, this is a listener funded podcast right now until we get our numbers up to be able to uh, have some brands uh, or advertisers work with us. And we're also really particular because we only want to work with ethical brands. So until we get to that point, we are asking our listeners to donate to us. And it's very easy. You can go to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Dot com and there will be links on the homepage 
or you can go to paypal.me forward slash yes a stripper.com five bucks 50 bucks five thousand bucks whatever you can spare we're here to be rained on and we share it with our hosts and our guests sex workers who we all know are the most amazing people on the planet and need your love and support so thank you in advance for sending those donations through so I'd really love to get into who our guest is today. Hello, Alyssa, how are you? Hi, I'm so good and so excited to have this conversation with you. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Before we get into the weeds, because I have a feeling we're gonna get deep today, can you let us know what your pronouns are? She, her. Lovely, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard straight she, her. It's been a while, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's true. Um, I love it too. It's been um, such a wonderful time of self-discovery. So um, how are you doing? Where where in the world are you? What's going on in your world? Oh my goodness. I am just outside of LA in Topanga mm -hmm. and things are going, uh, things are going, there's a lot going on with uh, my business right now. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. And mm -hmm. it's also, you know, riding the, the waves of anchoring into abundance and, you know, all of the things that it takes to step into your next level, just riding those waves and trying to be real present, but things are going really well yeah and moving quickly which is exciting yeah yeah i know i i was you know looking at some of your work and what you're doing and you're making music videos and you have classes and it looks like you have memberships to things and you're also um doing like just straight up pussy power charges like literal which i definitely want to get into but um how are, are you still making time for self-care and you know attention to those other important things during this time of like extreme growth absolutely i feel like it's the only way mm -hmm. for it to be sustainable i mean mm -hmm. i'm really big on self-care on surrender and taking time to plug into whatever you call it, alignment, source, self, mm. you know, whatever it is that rejuvenates and nourishes, I'm extremely dedicated to that because I don't, I didn't, you know, decide to make my own business so I could just be a terrible boss to myself, you know, <laughs> right. like I didn't become a stripper because I wanted to, you know, I, I, I want to be able to create something sustainable that serves me as well. And the more that I'm nourished, the more that my cup is full, the more my clients receive from me and the more generous I can be and the more I can do, you know? So I yeah. just really yeah, prioritize that a lot. Yeah. I, I think like in the past for, for me, my experience and what I would witness with others, like before there was like this huge awakening, which I feel like it's been happening over the last few years. It's like, yeah, we, I, I was a horrible boss to myself. I was like, you need to make this money and you need to hit this goal. And, um, I mean, I guess it worked for a little while, but then before I knew it, I was like, oh, I was in an abusive relationship with my workplace and with myself, mm. you know? Yeah. That's have, so real. Yeah. Have you experienced that? Or is that why self-care has become more important because you recognize that? Yeah, for sure. I mean. I think 
there has been there I am so ambitious and the Mm. hustler in me is so you know I'm sure a lot of you can relate to the hustler in us yeah fiery and a little bit scary sometimes uh because it's like this this burning fire of how badly I want to do things and create things and make money and it's like um I've had to learn how to surrender more into trust surrender more into allowing and receptivity because if not I burn out and I can't it takes so long to recover from that burnout and it's Mm -hmm. just like it's not I don't think it's a necessary part of the process you know I think that we've learned so from so many ways that you have to be the starving artist or the you know we have to no pain no gain and all that mentality it just doesn't really serve us so I've had to work really hard to or it have, I've had to play really hard and pleasure myself really hard to be able to like deconstruct that and get to a place of harmony. And I'm not always perfect at it. You know, I still do burn out from time to time, but it's more, it's become more in flow than against the current. And that's totally. Really <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I can relate so hard to that. And like, I, I even catch myself now in moments where I'm like, oh my God, you're like, you're so swept up in capitalism and like, let it go. And it's just, it's taking a really long time to like, not continue the bad habits of like, just the way we were. And when I say we, I'm speaking very generally, I'm not placing that on anybody else um, specifically, but yeah, it's just, it's really hard to break that habit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but yeah. worth it. So worth it. Yeah, I know. And it's like, how long do you think it takes before? Or is it like an on, is it is it like we're always, we're, we'll always be dealing with it to a certain degree? Well, I think that it's really powerful to set an intention, right? Mm -hmm. There's been times in my life where my intention was set around healing my cycle or my intention was set around, you know, starting my business. And there's been times when my intention is like, I really got to break the cycle of burnout. And I think that whatever you put your intention towards um, and you really show up to it, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I've been thinking about this a lot recently in terms of manifestation, like Mm -hmm. anything that you want really badly Mm -hmm. There tends to be this point where you're just like, I want this thing. And there's like tension. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the sooner we can recognize that we're in that place of scarcity and tension, the sooner we can relax it and ease into it and soothe it and then get back into a place where we can even receive it. You know, so I don't think it has to be long and strenuous to break it. It's just a matter of, um, you know, how committed are you to showing up to to it you know and right yeah like is it a fleeting thought or is it like okay I've discovered this new way of being and I'm committed to this new way of being even through the ups and downs of it exactly yeah exactly and I think that can be applied in so many facets of life as well you know to like diet changing or like you know, our anti-racism work or, um, you know, how we treat our family members, like it can just be like, it's just all across the board. Right. Totally. And yeah. once I think, once you have an example for me, I actually lean on the example of stripping a lot because mm-hmm. when I started, I wasn't making nearly as much money as like in the years to come, you know, I was so 
uh, like I just didn't know how anything worked and it was really frustrating in the beginning and really, um, you know, I was in a place of scarcity for a while with mm -hmm. it, just like watching everybody make the money and being like, what am I doing wrong, you know, or whatever. And having to learn and grow and uh, trust myself and understand my own flow within it all. Mm -hmm. Like having come from that place where I was having, you know, what now I consider bad nights to the place where, where I have great nights now and like uh, more consistently and understanding that things just take intention and things take um, I don't want to say time because I feel like time is kind of flexible in this. Like sure. it's more about intention. And now in looking at my business, it's been the same thing. It's like, okay, there's a learning curve and I respect and I trust the flow. And I, and I know that if I have this bigger vision, it will eventually come if I keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us more about this business and what it means to you yeah. and what your vision is? Yeah. So my business is called Pussy Empowered mm -hmm. and it is, I believe when you untame your pussy, you access your power. I feel like underneath, we, so many of us carry around shame and doubt and fear when it comes to our bodies and being socialized as women, um, identifying as women. If we do, if you do, if you're listening to this and you can relate to that, you know, underneath all of that shame and doubt and fear and heaviness and burden, I think there's just so much power mm -hmm. you know power not necessarily in the way of domination although it can mean that right in the, in the way of like that we've seen it modeled mm -hmm. in this patriarchal in the toxic <laughs> elements of the patriarchy that we witness like violence and yeah you know oppression I think there's so many other kinds of power you know power to affect change that's Martin Luther King Jr's definition power within ourselves to be um to support ourselves through like I always think of Cardi B when I think of that like she has so many haters but she has the power within herself to keep being herself you know um, right. and to me it's it's been a lifelong journey I think because I went to I mean I always just remember my very first and I think we've talked about this before. Uh, my very first like imagery that really excited me was people was women who were tapped into their sexuality and owning it, like Madonna and Janet Jackson, and even like you know Poison Ivy. You know, people mm -hmm. that I mean, even fictional or yeah, um, or real. It was just like this thing that I didn't see a lot of women around me embodying, and it I knew it was powerful, and I felt like it lived in me. I felt really drawn, and I felt like my sexuality was just I felt like it was powerful and I wanted to explore it but I was afraid and I went to Catholic school for 14 years and it was like all this brainwashing that happened in Catholic, in the Catholic church around sexuality and um but the more that I explored it especially after I graduated and was on my own path of self-discovery the more that I feel like I liberated my sexuality and not just sexuality but my womb, my menstrual cycles, like mm. a lot of things that had to do with femininity that we're taught are, or with the womb space and with the pussy that we're taught are dangerous or bad or gross are really like where our power is. Mm -hmm. um, and mm. the more that I've leaned into that and freed that in myself, the more things flow in my life and the more abundance I have and the more clarity I have, the more connected to my purpose I feel, you know? So mm. I, I have been, I've just felt for the longest time really called to embody and empower others to mm. step into their 
to their pussy power. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I, I can't tell you how many people I interview that are like, yeah, I camp grew up in a heavily religious background and now I'm like a big old slut you know and I (laughs) yeah and I'm just like what is it like do I need to do some sort of like thesis paper I'm not a college person but like I'd really like to know has there been some sort of study or research done on like on women specifically or I guess people in general who have been like assimilated into religion and who are like super sexually free what is the percentage what is that like and like what is that what is like the common denominator that gets some of us because I also was right until I was 10 I was going to church all the time did first communion and I'm like fuck this shit I want to be a slut Mm. what is that yeah I think I think that you know I hope the percentage is large but I really don't I mean, I hope the percentage of people who end up getting free is large, but I don't know that it is. Right. And I feel like it's the level of rebellion. I don't know. I just have always been a rebel. If somebody tells me to do something, I will be like, I'm going to, no, fuck you. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I think we can relate in this industry um, of just not wanting to answer to anybody how a lot of us end up here. Mm, Yeah. That's a really, that's really good insight. That's. Thank you for putting my mind at rest in that area. (laughs) I could talk about that all day. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, that's amazing. And something else you said about how we're taught that, you know, like the things surrounding our um, reproductive organs and like our sexual organs are, we're taught that those things are bad, but actually those things hold the most power and like, you know, I guess from a conspiracy theorist point of view, like, do you suppose that they make us think it's bad because they know we're so powerful? Yeah, I do. Yeah, (laughs) I do. And I think that um, it has to do with control Mm -hmm. and um, control of sexuality in general Mm -hmm. is, um, is very effective because sexuality is a connection to our wisdom and creativity. And even you know, I don't know. I feel I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not religious. And I don't like thinking about it in terms of dogma, but I do feel a connection to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I feel that connection more strongly when I'm tapped into my sexuality, when mm. that feels fed and nourished and explored. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really do think that it um, stems from a long legacy of patriarchal oppression. And it's so far, it goes so far back at this mm-hmm. point that we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And it comes and it's so insidious. It's everywhere. We don't even think twice mm-hmm. when we are slut shamed or when somebody, you know, we don't even think twice about it. Exactly. Insidious. That's the word I've been using <laughs> mm. lately. It's the spot. Yeah. So is a lot of this type of stuff the the teachings and the ideas that are behind your workshops and your membership with pussy empowerment so a lot of it is really about connecting to our authentic power Mm. and i think um i teach tools that has worked for me 
Mm-hmm. I don't like saying this is the right way to do sure. anything or be anyone because that is how we got into this mess. So mm-hmm. I think it's about tapping into our own power. And I think um, so some of the things that I teach around are, um, for example, connecting to intuition, mm-hmm. um, really allowing yourself to hear your inner voice. Um, so And so, yeah, there's the inner work. There's like connecting to inwards with things like intuition there's embodiment with learning how to trust your body and really feel and listen to your body from within mm-hmm. what it's telling you, including mm-hmm. your pussy, because I think a lot of us are really dissociated from that space. Um, and there's so much mm-hmm. wisdom there, you know, mm-hmm. and then from there expression, how do I move through space, knowing my truth, feeling it in my body and moving through space in that way. And so those are kind of the three areas. I mean, there's, I have nine elements of pussy power that I teach around, but those are the kind of the three pillars. That, I love that. Yeah. That's so exciting. It's, it feels really good. It feels really good. And um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I've just been feeling into so much how my biggest vision really is for women to feel, and my, cause my work is predominantly around women or people who identify as women and people with pussies and I and I welcome all genders if they relate to either of those Mm -hmm. you know but um I really dream of a world where we can feel safe to tap into our erotic power into Mm -hmm. our sexual power and not only in a way that of using that power externally but even feeling what it's like because um it is it has the power to create life it has the power to create so many anything that we you know feel motivated to create comes from this place of desire I think yeah um yeah and just seeing how it's impacting you know for a long time um I was really I felt really like my ego I was really afraid that it was all ego driven and it it blocked me because I was like I don't know who I am to be doing this work like I don't know who, who am I to do this work you know but it just kept calling me and choosing me and telling me, you know, from the ethers or from my intuition. And now that it's it's living and breathing and I'm seeing the impact it's having on clients, I'm like, oh, this is so much fucking bigger than me. This is mm. so much bigger than me. And it's so it's such a relief because I'm like, oh, thank God. It's not about yeah. me, seriously, but it's also what lights me up. So it's really convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. So you're doing in-person classes and do you do stuff online as well? Yeah, I actually, I have a membership that's virtual. Okay. Um, so we meet every week. And then I also have been playing with in-person stuff because that's, that's really fun too. But mm-hmm. it's surprising to me. I mean, it's really, I love the virtual because I can connect with women from all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. I have a woman in Saudi Arabia and a woman in the Bahamas and there's women in in like all over the states who are um relating and connecting in this way and it's just so beautiful to remember that we're not alone and we're we're building together yeah wow i'm so curious and into this yeah you are yeah totally um i noticed that in one of your posts when you're talking about this work um there's a photo of you lying on your back with your legs open really wide and you're nude and the sun is just tractor beamed down into your vagina i've seen i know a friend who also does this like can you just 
share with us? Because I don't think a lot of people have seen that or really understand what good that does. So can you expand on that? Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I got some blood work back recently and it said I was vitamin D deficient. <laughs> I just want to drop that right there. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's funny to me because, um, well, you know, I have a background. My family is um, from very sunny tropical places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that so many of us go our whole lives without feeling the sun on our pussy. Mm. What the hell is that about? <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I just, I love the sun on my body so much. It feels so nourishing and so good. Um, and imagine, you know, our ancestors were, I, I imagine that they had their sun, their pussy in the sun, just like matter of fact, you know, they weren't thinking about I'm putting my pussy in the sun. Now I'm just living out in nature and connected with the elements and it just feels so good. <laughs> It feels so good to have the sun hit your pussy. And so, I mean, on a very, on a very like, you know, base level, it feels great. I feel like it's also um, just really powerful to connect with the elements and remember you're a part of nature. Yeah. Um, I think doing the same with the moon, any form of grounding where you just remember, ah, this is, I'm part of nature. I'm nature too. Mm. Our pussies are just nature, you know? Yeah. All of the, everything else around it is man-made. You know what I just thought of is I like someone saying, I'm going to put this where the sun don't shine. And it's like, I'm, I'm having an aha moment. Like, oh, well, why the fuck doesn't the sun shine there? Like, let me right. fucking get on all fours and have the sun shine on my butthole too. Like, yeah. Why I'm not? Hungry. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Yeah. So do you, do you think that it's more powerful during a certain time of the day? Like when the sun is rising or setting or something like that? Mm -hmm. I'm really not a morning person. So if it is (laughs) in the morning, I don't know. (laughs) I like it. I like it it. right in the middle of the sky because then it's high up and you know, then it kind of, the angles work. Got it. Yeah. You can just lay on your back straddled at that point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds hot. I think I'm going to need to try this ASAP. I have no idea when or where I live at my mom's house. I'll just be like, mom, can you just stay inside for a few minutes Mm -hmm. while I just lay in the backyard with my legs open? Um, (laughs) Or maybe I'll get mom to do it with me. Actually, that's probably a better idea. That's such a beautiful bonding experience. Yeah, I might. We've had some crazy That's bonding so experiences. So, you know, mm. yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my I'm so excited to try. I'm going to report back Ooh, to you. Do it, please. Yeah. Please know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I have to talk to her about it tonight at dinner first. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, so you also are doing a podcast as well. It's, it's the Pussy Empowerment Podcast, right? Am I getting yeah. that right? Yeah. Pussy Empowered Podcast. Got it. How's that going? I love it. I really love it. Um, I love having conversations um, with people who are doing similar things. And, you know, I am very upfront and honest about the fact that I just don't know everything and I don't want to be the, I'm not the answer. Like I don't have the answer to every question, but I'm having the conversation myself. I'm practicing myself Mm -hmm. pussy power. And I'm curious about how how other people interact with it. And it's, so cool I get to talk with the baddest bitches ever who are doing work around pussy and menstrual cycles and sex workers and 
you know everyone who's outside the lines and paradigm shifters and I love it I love it so cool how many how many episodes have you done I have oh gosh okay so I have 25 that are live and I'm probably backed up with about 10 that's great yeah yeah congrats thank you yeah it's so wonderful I just had you but you were the first episode of the second season Yes, thank you. It just came out. Yes, I was just listening to it. Thank you. Yeah, Um, that is so cool. I didn't realize you had that many already. That's amazing. And you're doing this by yourself? You're producing them by yourself? So I have had a podcast editor helping, and now I have a a new one. And um, yeah, and I have, I just got an assistant which is a part-time assistant which has been such a blessing and she's helping me get everything up and running because yeah I was just like you know some of these things they just take me out of my flow Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know Mm -hmm. and um and then I'm like how do I get back into the creativity now that I'm so burnt out from all the tech shit yes I know exactly what you mean yeah there's a lot of like handling on the back end that people don't see um with everything well also with everything that you're doing with having all of these classes and memberships and website and there's just like so much to do all the time so yeah still finding time to play yeah i put play first though i put it first because if i don't i'm grouchy i'm grumpy and things don't get done as well Mm -hmm. so play exactly yeah because if you're not having fun then what the fuck you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a big part of everything that I teach too, because I think that there's so much emphasis. And of course, a lot of us have trauma and I don't ignore the trauma and I don't believe in spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. I make space for the darkness as mm-hmm. well, but I feel like why can't, why can't our reclamation be fun? and playful you know it's like the Warson Shire quote that Beyonce included in um I can't remember in what in Lemonade or something um if we're gonna heal let it be glorious let it be like let uh what about all the fun parts of being in this body there's so many fun parts <laughs> yeah there are so many fun parts um and it's in you know lately it's been so weird for so many people um and you know I think one of the things that I really appreciate about like your profile and your way of being your public you know persona is that you're you do talk a lot about healing um and you know and I appreciate that you mention that there's like there's we all have different levels of healing that we have to do you know um so, and, and not just healing from like what happened in 2020, worst year ever, right? But like all of the things before that, and then like the centuries of trauma before that, and then our collective trauma and like, how do we like, first of all, recognize that as a collective? Cause I think a lot of people are like, there's no problem. There's no problem here. It's like, live laugh love and it's like no no we have problems we're fucked up you know and like how i not that i expect you to have the answer to this but how do we fix that Mm. (laughs) how do we address that yeah you know i personally understand that 
we are so temporary you know mm-hmm. like death is always waiting around the corner mm-hmm. and it's always part of our existence to know that and be with that and death in all its many different ways too right and it's like I use that as a motivating factor to live as mm-hmm. alive as I can live while I'm here mm-hmm. and I also you know I have processed trauma myself and I know that there are times when you need to just process that and get the support to do that too um you know and I don't know the answer I you know it weighs it weighs on me sometimes as well because I'm like I don't know am I am I supposed to talk about bliss on a day when things are going to shit in the world you know and sometimes there's a moment where you just have to sit and and acknowledge um acknowledge the shit that's going on you know and not ignore it but I also think that that healing can be healing through pleasure is really powerful Mm. and remembering that in the end we are just having a physical experience here and connecting into that reality into your body and, and nourishing yourself from your body nourishing yourself with pleasure and connection is it just it's worth it I think you know yeah yeah and and um so it brings me to like you know one of your one of your posts that I saw on Instagram because I mean everyone knows I stalk my guests on Instagram so Mm -hmm. um you, you know there was that post with you and the rose on the furry carpet and um which was just so visually um satisfying by the way because it's like Mm -hmm. oh that furry thing looks so soft and then your rose was so delicate and then your hair was just like falling on your skin i was just it's like one of those art videos where they're like why is this so satisfying that's what i felt like (laughs) to you by the way that's my review um yeah but you know you mentioned in the post about like you know not being safe and how we spend a lot of time be not being safe or feeling as if we're not safe and I relate to that so much and and even as a white privileged person I can relate to not feeling safe a lot of times as you know a person in a female body and um like you know me personally I have trained myself to like read a room to make sure like am I okay in this room Um, and I think, and I don't, I've never really taken stock of how many times I've done that. And it's like, it's, it's just so fucked up that we're just walking around like that every day. And like, what are, do you have any ideas of ways that like someone could, you know, produce self-care for themselves, like around that type of Mm. like feeling and and shit that we deal with all the time as women as in female bodies specifically yes yes I think that if we never experience what it's like to feel safe in our bodies that's such a shame you know if we never get to experience the the surrender and I think that the world is not designed and set up necessarily for that so I've taken it upon myself to create that space for myself and you know I've had teachers and mentors along the way that have shown me that it's even important to begin with but 
taking the time to feel safe in my body every day to connect into that with, you know, grounding, just getting present, allowing my nervous system to calm down, allowing myself to experience pleasure with sex magic, with self-pleasure, with embodiment, just being in my body and allowing it all to just settle. Um, And then, you know, understanding how important that has been for me has been the inspiration behind creating those spaces for others. And um, I think that holding that space for other people, other women in particular, what happens when I see another woman relax into her body and feel the safety of the community and say, you know, say things like I've never felt this grounded before, or I've never, mm-hmm. I've never felt this way before something just see something crack open. Mm-hmm. It's so it's such a gift. I think it's, and you know, can we move through the entire world feeling that safe? I, you know, I find myself taking different postures in different spaces too, you know, yeah. and, um, and standing more, I don't know, aggressively or with a bitch face, you know? Oh, yes. You know, you know, I know. Like, I'm in the Bronx. <laughs> I'm in the Bronx. Like I grew up like, walking through space with armor on. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, I keep using the word worth it. That's all I know how to, like, that's how I know how to describe it. It's worth it for us to feel in our bodies in this lifetime what it's like to be, to feel safe. And in the, in the meantime, where the world gets it together so that we can actually be safe, Mm -hmm. uh, then I still think it's, it's important to experience and um, have that opportunity. Yeah. I feel like as like advanced, as an advanced species, it's more than worth it. I feel like we deserve it and it's like a it's like a birthright and as an advanced species and an evolved species and one that walks around basically thinking it's the best species on the planet it's like well in my my eyes we haven't really evolved that much from the way animals behave i watch a lot of planet earth a lot of animal documentaries and they fight over land and they fight over pussy and they fight over food and they fight over resources and they kill each other over it and they have like literal planned wars like they literally plan wars like the hyenas and the monkeys like they all do it and like I watch this and I'm like we're not really that far off from the rest of them and so the way I see it I'm like yo it's our birthright at this point like we haven't we evolved to the point where we can work on a higher conscious level consciousness level and like why are we still operating this way? I get, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I get um, slightly frustrated with the pace at which oh, we yeah. move. It's ex- extremely frustrating because I honestly just, I don't feel like I see so many women doing the inner work. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of men of course. doing that. Mm-hmm. And of course it's big, yeah, because it's, they don't see a big problem it's working for them they don't have a problem i mean not really they're not really as free as they could be or Mm -hmm. in their power and integrity or in alignment as they could be they just it just you know it's it's they're coasting what's that word you said they're coasting oh they're coasting oh i thought it was a big word that i didn't know because it cut (laughs) off for a second But yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It's frustrating, but I also feel like you said a birthright. I feel a responsibility to my ancestors mm-hmm. as well to 
you know, my grandparents who immigrated to my own parents, all the women that, we, that I can even see with my eyes that I've known in this lifetime and the ones I've known before them who didn't get to have the permission mm-hmm. to live freely, who didn't take the per, didn't take it upon themselves to free themselves. And, you know, with all of the elements that they had up against them, mm-hmm. you know, colonization and it's, I feel a responsibility that they didn't get me this far. I'm not alive so that I can suffer. I refuse to suffer when I don't have to. Life is going to cause suffering. Mm-hmm. That's inevitable. But if I don't have to suffer, I'm going to choose to not as much as I can. Right. Or help others not suffer as well. Yeah. As much exactly. as possible. Yeah. Totally. Um, shit. There was something I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, I did also want to acknowledge because sometimes I get worried that like I get a little men bashy. And, <laughs> and, you know, I do also like to acknowledge that in the ways that the men aren't free as well is because there's so much toxic masculinity like pushed onto them. And then they're, and I, I can see some of them just like trapped in this like, well, I gotta have a big dick and I gotta not have a hairy back and I've gotta fucking work out and look this way in order to get a chick and it's like that also caused must cause trauma and pain with them as well you know and then it's projected onto us yeah yeah I am also in a stage where I'm attempting to hold more compassion and um um open heartedness Mm -hmm. because I do in the end I love men Mm -hmm. I just do I love them <laughs> I and I want, I want them to heal too. I yeah. want them to be doing the, the work with us and supporting mm-hmm. us. I want to hold, I want to feel safe spaces. I want to feel safe with them. Yes. That would be glorious. Wouldn't it be fucking glorious? <laughs> yes. Yeah. For all of us. I would I'd love to see that. Um, so and they've had the opportunity to experience what that's like and it is beautiful and I want it more. I want it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've had if I've been in a like a room with just men and I was like, I'm a hundred percent safe here. I don't know if that's ever really happened to me. Yeah. What yeah. a shame. Yeah. What a shame because how much we have, I mean, I'm speaking in a kind of heteronormative dynamic right now, but like how much we have to give each other when we're, Mm -hmm. when, when it's from a place of play and safety Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's so, it can be so juicy, but instead we're in the war Mm -hmm. and it sucks, but I'm committed to another way and I'm allowing my third eye to open, allowing myself to visualize what would it even be a lot lately? What would it even be like to be in a world where it felt safe? What would it be like to be in spaces where it felt safe? Like just holding that possible, you know? I love that. Like, why not envision that? You know, exactly. I love that. I've not even thought, that's not even a thought that occurred to me. I would like to envision me in a space with a room full of men and I feel completely safe. I've never even had that thought. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had um someone on my podcast recently, her name is Parrish Blair, and she works a lot around healing with men in particular. And um, she really invited me into this. She's like, I see a lot of 
empowerment, women's empowerment coaches really just bashing men. And I don't feel like it's the future. I feel like the future is, is holding a possibility for what if it's, what if we have, what if we have what we're calling it? Like, what if it, what would it even look like? And mm. acknowledging that there are men out there that we can feel safe with and who are doing the work. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really resistant to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's taken me time to sit with it and say, okay, well, what if, what if, what is my wildest imagination even like that? have there's a lot of really beautiful things that have come through thinking about that or you know fantasizing about that right right oh man you're really making me think about a bunch of stuff that I never thought about before I hope Ooh, cool same for the listeners out there yeah um okay well you've got a lot on your plate but you also have you're making a documentary also what yeah what's the documentary about the documentary is about women in flamenco dance in Spain um, because, and you know, this has been a, a documentary a long time in the works. So we've been chipping away at it, me and my partner, who's also my creative collaborator. We've been chipping away at it very slowly. And because, you know, there's been a lot of layers, it's been a lot of work, but um, yeah, it's about women, professional flamenco dancers in Spain and how flamenco has has been a tool for their empowerment and what their journey as women has been like you know experiencing inequality in mm. in that uh, in flamenco and what it means what the different postures represent I don't know if you've ever seen flamenco dance it's just so fucking powerful and so mm. I was just drawn to it and you know dance is kind of my first and most fiery passion mm -hmm. and I was just uh, drawn to um, the original idea was studying different dance forms, different sacred dance forms. And, you know, I say sacred, um, but I don't mean it in a holy way, mm -hmm. like in a, I don't mean it in a religious way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I was drawn to, I used to live in Spain for a little bit and yes. I just fucking love flamenco. And, and, you know, a little bit about that has been like, who am I to tell the story here? But it's not even my voice. I'm just interviewing people um, who live that experience and it's just kind of like a little glimpse into the world uh, of flamenco dance so that's uh, what it's about and hopefully within the next year it will finally be out how long, how long have you been working on it uh, we we filmed it five years ago okay and so yeah and with with it's such a it's a passion project right so we have so many things going on that it mm -hmm. just keeps taking the back burner yeah, I mean, in documentary terms, it's like really, that's not incredibly long. That's pretty average. If you're, if you're low to no budget, you know, if you're like, okay, Netflix bought your idea, then yeah, you're going to move a lot faster because you have a shit ton of money. But uh -huh. yeah, doing it yourself documentary, that's pretty normal amount of time. I know because I have tried. <laughs> it is very hard. I'm still trying. <laughs> So mm. I get it. Yeah. So I think that you're right on track is what I'm well, saying. Good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited to, um, I'm just so excited to see you blossom more because I have noticed it's very palpable, the trajectory that you're on. So I'm very excited to see you blossom into your visions. Thank you so yeah. much. I, I do feel like it's, um, it's been, yeah, 
I've been experiencing a lot of growth and it's I'm practicing what I preach honestly Mm -hmm. and listening to my intuition and trusting and taking those leaps even when they feel scary and holding myself through them yeah yeah want to be fabulous just like these strippers pay attention it's stripper tips okay I think my stripper tip is to make the job work for you Mm -hmm. um I think that we get uh, like we were talking about earlier caught up in the idea of you know the hustle mentality hustler and you know we're proud hustlers right but it's right. also um the reasons that we a lot of us and I mean a lot of us also go into it out of necessity but um necessity or you know choice we have the opportunity to um make it work for us mm-hmm. in terms of not just when we show up, you know, I, I like to, I like to think about going, going into the club, um, you know, what serves you about the experience, right? Stay in your element and, um, and calling your ideal clients versus fitting yourself, you know, bashing mm-hmm. your head against something that doesn't work for you. Um, for example, like I really hate <laughs> bottle service so I can stay away from there as much as possible you know like but things like that where you can really get in your flow and stay right. easeful and then the other part of that is making it work for you in terms of how what is the bigger vision for yourself for your life like if you're if you're experiencing menstrual cramps do you have to go in that day if you have flexibility and you can make your own schedule you know working with your flow working with yourself and taking the time to nourish yourself and also if you have a bigger vision taking the time to put one foot in front of the other and on that and like on the side if it's you know just figuring out how can I make this work for me because if not if it's not working for you then might as well you know do another job right Mm -hmm. like we we have um a gift of flexibility to a certain extent with this work um that has been my experience and maybe that definitely is a privileged experience within it but to be able to say you know I get to make my own schedule so I'm going to make it work for me Mm -hmm. or I'm going to put this money into building my own business and save you know so that I can build have something to build on Mm -hmm. um yeah I think that's nice okay I love that thank you Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. If you were a flower, what flower would you be and why? Mm. Ah, I just keep seeing a big open rose. Nice. Because it's just like, that's so pussy-like. Oh, it is. (laughs) So pussy-like. I love that you just have a random (laughs) open rose next to you. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm in a florist right now. I've had so many. I I know you have such a beautiful floral background for those of you who are listening and not watching. It's a very, it's a stunning background. So it's making me feel very relaxed. Um, Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay, next question. Do you think fish have feelings <laughs> um i don't see why they wouldn't yeah i don't study animals at all but 
I don't see why not. I agree. I don't <laughs> see why not either. If God was a DJ, what type of music would they play? <laughs> um, pussy rap. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's why I use they pronouns because I'm like, I don't know. Some people's God is a she. Some people's God is a he. I don't know who cares. You know, yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. If you could be half human and half animal, what animal would you prefer to be? Ooh. Oh, gosh, I wear a lot of leopard print. Mm. So maybe leopard because they're just so sexy. They are. So, but what would that look like? Like, would you have like two, four leopard legs and like a chest, a, a female bust and head? Or like, mm. would you be like upright, like kind of like how they are in Bo Bowman Horseman, Bojack Horseman cartoon? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of it aesthetically. I feel like my arms and legs would be leopard because okay. it'd be like the accessories because I really want to keep my tits and pussy. Yeah, okay. Head, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could imagine it any way we want. So I love yeah. that. That's very sexy. That's a good one. You passed the test. It's not a test, actually, but you did really well. Yeah. Before we get into all of the ways we can find you. I just want to remind our audience that this is a listener funded podcast until we get our numbers up and we can start doing things like shoving advertising in your earballs, um, <laughs> which, you know, have no fear. We're working with ethical brands and uh, plan on doing it in a way that's not too intrusive because I just hate commercialism. So, but for now, uh, in order to pay our beautiful guests and our hosts, uh, we are requesting and asking for donations if and when you can, nothing too big. And you can go to paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast, or go to yes, a stripper podcast.com and find the donate button. Thank you to those who do donate and thank you in advance to those who would like to donate. So Alyssa, can you please tell everyone all the ways we can find you, find out about your classes and follow you and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you for allowing me the space to do that. Um, my website is my name. It's alyssaaparicio.com. And my Instagram is sensual underscore radiance. My podcast is Pussy Empowered Podcast. And it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It is also on YouTube Love more that. and more every day. Um, and my YouTube is also my name, Alyssa Aparicio. And yeah, those are the main ways to find me. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and for like going through the whole process of getting here with me. It's such a pleasure. I'm really yeah. so honored to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday for your favorite podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.